Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We have three wins in a row, and we're going in the right direction. Corey Pons is back at quarterback now. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome to another episode of Something's Brewing. How's everybody doing? Episode number 37. This one brought to you by Viore Clothing, a new perspective on performance apparel with a product that is incredibly versatile, incredibly soft, and incredibly comfortable. There's no question about that. It looks great in everyday life. And perfect for red-eye flights and long road trips. Check out their bank shorts, their core shorts, their ponto pants, and the performance jogger. Okay, well, I got to stop you. What are what are bank shorts? Versatile, unlined workout shorts. Really? That are great in and out of the water. And you wear them all the way to the bank. Yeah, good. Can I touch your shorts? <laughs> That'd be great. That would be. Um, and so when you and when you're gonna c- consider purchasing Viore clothing. Consider investing in your own happiness. Yeah. Um, they're actually offering 20% off to the Believe Podcast listeners. Nice. So check out vioriclothing.com and enter code B-L-E-A-V at checkout. That's V-U-O-R-I clothing.com. And you'll get 20% off your first purchase and free shipping on any order over $75. That's awesome. Discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Check us out at somethingsbrewing.com. Follow us on Instagram at somethingsbrewing. Shoot us an email to Corey at somethingsbrewing. Producer Dan, have you been putting the time in? (laughs) Yes. In fact, I was putting time in uh, earlier today listening to the last show. And I have to tell you something. You sounded so good last week. Really? Telling everyone to check us out on Instagram. There was some, like, (laughs) new level of sincerity. Yeah? And encouragement. Okay. I was very impressed. Thank you. I'm really actually not joking. Oh, I appreciate that. And with that, we are off. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Three recaps in a row. Producer Dan. Three. 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 Three wins in a row. Oh, can you believe we did it? We have three wins in a row, and we're going in the right direction. So <laughs> let's 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 go for the through this recap, Dan. Let's do it. Really Whoa. stoked about this. Uh, three in a row. Great three and out to start the game on defense. Defense has been playing great in these three wins. Uh, another great opening drive with good runs, nice quick passes, a good scramble by DTR, beautiful touchdown pass to Asiasi. We're up seven to nothing, and the small crowd is still pumped up. Uh, another great stop by the defense. Another good drive by the offense, and this time ending in a field goal. We're up 10 nothing. Defense forces an interception. Chris Barnes, you know, nice play, didn't drop it. Uh, and then next play, literally the next play, a beautiful 45-yarder to Ethan Fernea. 
out of nowhere, my without question, my favorite pass by DTR all year, and he was fired up, running down the, the field, looking great. We're up 17 nothing, and it looked like the Oregon of old because back then they used to do a really great job of scoring fast on turnovers. I almost felt like we were liter- they were literally wearing green and yellow. Uh, another great stop by the D. We moved the ball fairly well. Um, before we have our, our, our first punt, actually, not till early in the second quarter. Colorado has uh, a drive aided by multiple penalties. They score their first touchdown, but the momentum is still with us now. It's up. We're still up 17-7, but the momentum's not going away. Big, big, big M word. Momentum, momentum, momentum. Uh, back and forth for the rest of the first half. No major plays. A little sloppy on both sides. We start out the third quarter with a good drive, but it's stopped by DTR's only turnover of the game. But the defense hold them for a second missed field goal by Colorado. We, we respond with a nice long drive capped by a beautiful uh, Joshua a Kelly touchdown and still pushing, pushing, pushing momentum. We force another punt. They haven't. Then we miss a field goal after another decent drive. We're still 24 7 early in the fourth. So multiple punts by both teams the remainder of the fourth, but zero big mistakes by DTR or any anyone else on the offense to give the game away. Uh, CU finally has a good drive kept by a nice touchdown pass with like six minutes left to put it to 24 14. We come back with a great drive and an awesome 35-yard Joshua Kelly dagger run. Game over. Defense again is coming together, making tackles. Game, game, game over, over, man. Making tackles, tackles, making plays with all the same type of schemes we had from early in the year. So that's good to see. Um, DTR 21 to 28, 226 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, and Chip is calling some great plays for him in, in these last three wins. That's back to back weeks with a, almost 160 quarterback rating. Uh, again, the, the running game has is, is been super effective. And if we don't win the rest of our games, I'm going to be surprised, Dan. We won. Very surprised. Yeah. That is, Come on, th- and that's, this train I'm, is moving. This train is moving, and I love the way that we it's going together with the show. You know? Yes. This <sighs> show is a train, and it's moving. Abs- absolutely. And we're in the bar car, having <laughs> a great time. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, awesome. Feels good, right? It feels great. So I want to throw out one quote uh, by DTR, because I think it goes back to what we, we had talked about around the Washington State game uh, mm-hmm. in regards to... You know what? What I thought, and what you know, not just myself, but many people thought, Chip, how we could get mo- the most out of DTR. So he says, I think m- m- me and Coach Kelly's relationship has grown a lot. Just him as a play caller puts me in the best position to win. He has me go out there, and I don't have to think a whole bunch. So I just kind of go out there and play. <laughs> I mean, that a, that's is that a good quote? I that's what that's what I he have was, no idea. Well, that's what he was quoted and saying, and that's yeah. what we basically said back then. Right. So then I, I like this quote from Chip Kelly after the game as well. As a team, we talk about being obsessed with improvement, and you're not satisfied with everything. We're pleased with what happened tonight, but we're not satisfied. Love that. <laughs> if only he would say it the way you said it just now, I would love it. <laughs> but he doesn't say it that way. No. I see what I don't. This is bad. This is bad. I don't watch the games, but I watch the post game conference, like news conference. And Chip 
you can't tell if we won or lost by the way he speaks. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, there's not yeah, a lot know, of— The guys, uh, we put them in a position to, to score, and they've been working hard. And, you know, DTR gets he gets better every week. And, uh, you know, what we, uh, uh, uh. of all the Of like, all dude. the football coaches in major college football or the NFL over the— the last 20 years, um, you're only going to find a handful of coaches that, that actually right? give you a lot of uh, a right? lot of personality. Well, I was going to ask you. Yeah, you should go back and actually search that. There's a couple legendary legendary, legendary like, lines, legendary you know quotes. They, did you ever watch Key and Peele? <laughs> no. You don't know that, you like, know that show? No. <laughs> they used to do this thing where one of the guys would play Obama, and then the other guy would be Obama's, like, excitement interpreter. I forget what they would call it. Mm-hmm. But that's what Chip needs is, like, Chip can be like, well, you know, we play. And then you should stand behind him and interpret it with excitement. <laughs> that's a good idea. You know what I mean? You can be behind him like, yes, three in a row. Maybe, Let's do this. Maybe, High five. You know, that's a great idea. Maybe next week we, we, run, we, run, we run his uh, interview, and, and I, and I speak inter- on top of it. You can be the translator. I love it. That's a great idea. All right, we're doing Write it Write that down. Week. Take, take down that note. Take rest, note rest of what he says, we need to continue to improve as a group, and I think Dorian is a prime example of that. Just really happy how he played tonight and really happy with the decisions he made. So I, I am I am too. I am starting to get closer to being on the DTR bandwagon. Um, I want to see what happens you know, against Utah next week. We're going to have way more of a preview coming up next week. Obviously, we have a, a bye week this week. So does Utah uh, in a huge game with Pac-12 South implications. And the fact that we control our own destiny at this particular moment in the season to get into the Pac-12 championship game is nothing short of a small miracle. We won. So, with that, let's round out the rest of the college football recap and previews. Pac-12 highlights. You came, Utah did come back to win against uh, UW. Uh, looked like UW was actually going to have a chance to pull out that game, but Utah now, uh, I think they're ranked 7th in the country, and they held on to win. Oregon State beat U of A, as I said, and then Oregon had an unbelievable second quarter, really a quarter and a half, and then just ended up throttling USC at uh, the Coliseum. Next up in the Pac-12, um, so we'll, we'll again look forward to the Utah-UCLA preview for next week. No ranked teams are playing. Uh, we'll see if Utah, UW can get back on track versus Oregon, which I do suspect, suspect they will do. USC will beat ASU straight up on the money line. Stanford will cover versus Colorado. And Washington State will also cover versus Cal. Rest of the top 25 highlights. Appalachian State lost to Georgian Southern. Who gives a shit? Baylor held on to beat West Virginia. I had no idea that Baylor was that good. I don't know if anybody else out there did, but Baylor's like 8-0 and highly ranked and has an outside shot of making it into the college football uh, playoffs. Michigan kept it going against Maryland. Clemson did cover against Wolford. (laughs) <laughs> the Wolford Wolfords. Uh, and then the biggest game of the week was Georgia beat Florida in a great game in Jacksonville. And then my lock of the week from last week was back in action. That's now four out of five picks. Memphis, Memphis covering the spread against SMU. Now, I bought it at five. When I, The last I saw it, it went up to five and a half. I did mention on the show, though, Dan, that I would take that no matter what the line did go to, and it actually got up to six in some gambling sites. So technically... It was they they only won by six, so it's actually a tie. But I bought it at five. When we did the show, is at five and a half. Yeah, I'm chalking it up as a win. Okay, do it. Next up, I'm really only interested in the Penn State uh, couple games. Penn State, Minnesota. 
uh, who I also didn't realize was that good, Minnesota. Uh, and then the biggest game of the year, baby, is LSU versus Alabama. Okay, and that is going to be my lock of the week this week with Alabama covering the current line of six and a half, mainly because it's in Tuscaloosa. So I'm not going to say what the line is going to whatever the line ends up. No, I'm lock of the week if it's at six and a half. And then, uh, Mr. Dan, can you give me a little Mr. Rogers? So, like I said, it's in Tuscaloosa. And I want to tell a great, a great story, in my opinion, of the only time we played at Alabama with with me at the helm and it was a beautiful setting okay brian denny stadium dan a hundred brian denny he has a stadium a hundred and five thousand people first game of the year are you serious yeah my junior year wow hundred and five thousand night game you know national Mm, tv nice in alabama and we go out there. We have a, a, you know, they weren't, they weren't certainly nowhere near. They weren't nearly as good as they are now. They were nowhere close. But it doesn't matter. We're we were two and zero against Alabama uh, back in those days, and just a great experience. Never forget it. Our our man Drew Bennett was on the sideline. Was we were talking a whole bunch of shit, and then the best part about it was after the game, uh, in in the the local community. My family had the jersey, my jersey on, and they were treated like royalty. We've talked about that wow. at the beginning of this, uh, at the Something's Brewing roller coaster. But for the new fans, just wanted to share that little story because it is by far the biggest game of the year. <laughs> so with that, I want to also preview the first college football rankings. Holy shit! Because <laughs> it is a big deal. So it came out tonight. Ohio State is ranked number one. LSU is number two. Alabama, Penn State, and then Clemson, Georgia, Oregon, Utah, and Oklahoma, even though they lost. So Clemson wins out. They're going to go. Ohio State, LSU is going to play Alabama, depending on who loses that game and by how much. Uh, lots to talk about. But, Dan, again, you don't follow football like you should. But this was a really uh, – this is like a big night for college football I'm gonna, fans. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. I'm going to learn. I hope so. So with that, let's move the chains over to the rest of the sports update. The most manly is music in the world. Yes, 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 yes. Masculinity. Okay. So NFL, couple games, to, a couple games to highlight. You're the one that started it last know, week I, about how masculine that song. I love that song. <laughs> so a couple games to highlight. The Talk 49ers to- is still undefeated after beating the Cardinals. There was a little Matt Moore magic as he took down the Vikings. Congratulations to him. The Jets lost to the Dolphins. Grant uh, for the Dolphins' first win. The Bears lost again. And then I was actually at the Chargers-Packers game because I couldn't help myself because I have such a love affair with Aaron Rodgers. If Tom Brady was in town, I'd go see him. I literally went by myself, Dan. Seriously? I got a great seat behind the <laughs> Packers bench. Uh, I sent crews for Congress some pictures. And I literally, I don't think I watched any of the game. I just watched Aaron Rodgers. Nice. Literally. A and man crush is a powerful thing. It's it it was you know you it, it was it was awesome, um, <laughs> it, except he didn't come to play for me. No, no, they had a terrible game. Oh, the Chargers man, just on. rocked them. And uh, as as I'm quoting Aaron Rodgers, it was a good you know reality check. 
to, uh, to for the rest for the rest of the season. And then another game I want to talk about. So the Patriots Ravens were uh, the Patriots were brought back to life by the Ravens on Sunday Night Football. The Ravens are eleven and zero in prime time, and Lamar Jackson, who I've said from the get go that I love, okay, is getting at the current moment, more hype than anyone I have seen in recent years. I mean, holy cow. Uh, and, and again, he definitely deserves it, but let's see what happens the next time he plays Belichick. Um, I bet you that Belichick went into that game hoping to win and wanting to win, but more importantly, trying to figure out how he's going to stop Lamar in the playoffs. Um, it's also interesting to me how it's still, the, it's how commentators are still talking about if Lamar keeps it up, that so many, quote, running quarterbacks are going to get a better chance in the NFL in the future. So can we can we drop this shit, please? Because last I checked, the majority of the quarterbacks that get drafted lately uh, are running quarterbacks. So, you know, it's Lamar Jack, Jackson's success is not going to make it easier. It's not going to change anything. They're, the NFL was already drafting quarterbacks that could run the ball, all right, over the last five, seven years, except one critical thing. There's only one running quarterback that I'm aware of that has ever won the Super Bowl, and that's Russell Wilson. So lots of Super Bowls have happened. Only one running quarterback has ever won it. So let's see what happens. And that's coming from a quarterback <laughs> that couldn't run, obviously. Okay. I, so I'm, I'm gonna, sorry I'm laughing, but yeah. did you almost call him Lamar Jack shit? <laughs> no, Lamar Jackson. Okay. I, I like Lamar. I think I he's awesome. I almost had a little Freudian slip there. I'm no, sorry. no, no. He's not. And, and that's the, great. The, and the reason why I, I think he's going to be way more successful than Michael Vick was, A, he actually appears to be... <laughs> well. You know. he, he appears to be actually faster, and he's built, he's bigger, right? He's yeah. got bigger shoulders. He can take uh, uh, bigger hits than Michael Vick could take. So going to be interesting to see. I, I hope he becomes the second uh, running quarterback to win the Super Bowl because I'm a big, big fan of his. Cool. Next week, Raiders and Chargers playing in a pivotal game. The Raiders, again, love Chucky. Bears need a win against the Lions. <sighs> Because I don't want my buddies to come out from Chicago the following week with just I want them to come up on a high note, and then the Sunday night game is going to be good with Dallas versus Vikings. I'm looking forward to watching that. It's got a nice little. The last couple of weeks have done like a Sunday night barbecue, uh, you know, outside, uh, have a dinner outside with a little fire on the table. Yeah. Kids watch, you know, kids eating and watching the Sunday night football. It's 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 it feels come on, it feels American, doesn't it? Yeah. So and then ESPN has got to be super stoked that they find. Finally, get the by far the best Monday night football game of the year uh, with the Seattle versus the 49ers in San Francisco. Can't wait to hear Booger McFarland commentate like he knows everything about football, <laughs> even though he was a D lineman. I don't know if anyone else has noticed that. And then a, a quick highlight from the standings. So the NFC, we got the Cowboys, Packers, Saints, and 49ers leading the division. AFC is still Texans, Chiefs, Ravens, and Patriots. So um, the the NFL season is is getting close to that home stretch, yeah. and as you know, this is all things sports and entertainment. NHL leaving that out this week. The NBA Lakers and Celtics are both on a five game winning streaks, and uh, we'll get back to that later. And then college hoops started tonight. Dan, Swish. we're actually doing the show on a Tuesday night, November fifth. We are, That's believe true. it or not. So college hoops started tonight. We had number one playing number two. Okay. Michigan State 
who's ranked number one to start the season for the first time, I think, ever. They played Kentucky, one and two. And then Kansas is number three. Duke is number four. And they played each other. Nice. Right? And then Louisville and then the rest of the usuals. So Duke battled back and actually did beat Kansas. And at the time we're shooting off right now, uh, Kentucky and Michigan State are not over yet. UCLA is not not ranked yet, but you better believe that we're going to be following them. And you better hey, believe yeah. we're going to let you know. And I promise all of the 24-7 sports fans out there, we are going to do a lot more UCLA basketball this year than we did last year. For sure. So stick around. Stick around. MLS, MLS Finals, Seattle versus Toronto on Sunday. Definitely going to watch that because I'm into soccer. Yeah. And keeping on soccer, UEFA championships have started. I think they're in the third or fourth games. Um, we followed this a little bit last year. Yeah. And, I, and I admittedly, I still don't know how that tournament works. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it's a big, big deal for the rest of the world. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't feel like doing the research yet. So um, uh, I'm, I, will, I will have some updates next week exactly how that works. Okay? okay. All right. And then last on the sports recap. Ultimate Fighting Championship 244, the main event. Yeah, I like that, Dan. We're going to keep that. Make sure you hit save on that. So I didn't get to watch the undercard because it was at the UCLA game, uh, but I did pay $60 to watch it on my phone. And a big shout out. (laughs) Did you really? Yeah, big shout out to my mom for driving me home from the game. So I I really appreciate that, mom, because then I got to, I literally got to watch. Were you in high school? Yeah, I got to watch the main event in the the passenger seat um, uh, between the, the title for. B-M-F-O-P, which is baddest motherfucker on the planet, okay? (laughs) Nate Diaz, who is a self-proclaimed baddest motherfucker on the planet, Mm -hmm. versus Jorge Masvidal, who I think is one of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet, okay? He TKO'd TKO'd him uh, after the second round. There was a doctor stoppage because Nate Diaz's eye looked like it had got literally hit by a bat. (laughs) And I got to tell you... Uh, very entertaining fight though. Masvidal, it, it, this was his first fight coming off of the flying knee kick where he knocked the guy out in like f- two seconds. Um, who that guy's actually retiring, it sounds like. But um, anyway, great fight for so 60 minutes, $60 for 10 minutes. <laughs> right. You know, don't I, think about hey, it too much. Whatever. I'm not going to worry about it because right. it's all about entertainment, That's baby. That's right. It's tax deductible. Okay. Speaking of entertainment, now let's shake it over to the pop culture and politics section. I don't think we should use that one, Dan. Use no? the other one. You sure? That's better. Uh, 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 I think that one's better than shake that ass. You think so? Just to be, let's just play it. Let's play it safe. Audience? Let's just yeah. play it a little right. more safe. All right, fine. Um, and uh, all right, so pop culture. Did you know another Batman movie's coming out? Heck yeah! You did? Yeah, I'm Batman. Okay, I didn't know that. So you I didn't s- know that. Nope. Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Robert Pattinson. Okay, he's going to play Batman. Really? Former vampire. Oh. Slash, uh, he seems a little young for Batman. Doesn't he? 
He's really good though. He he's he's done some very gritty, grimy indie films. Okay, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting, potentially interesting Batman. Okay, All I right. have no faith in DC whatsoever. Okay, I love it's clearly obvious. You know what genre you pay attention to. Um, Sorry. Everybody. So Miley and Liam they unfollowed each other. Did they on social media? Yeah. That's Miley Cyrus and Liam Gallagher. Hemsworth. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So, but no, that's not is, Thor. Is it, that's Thor's brother, right? I think so. Okay. So, isn't it amazing though that that actually made it to like the top pop culture you know, things in news? It's Why? ridiculous. Anyway, I just throw it out there because I can't believe it. Uh, well, and, let, let me ask a question, I, and I really don't know the answer. Why is Liam famous? I don't know. He's an because uh, he's of an Thor? actor, isn't he? Yeah, but what's he been in? I don't know. One of the Helmsworths is Thor. One of them is in uh, 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 that robot show. Uh, Westworld. Oh, yeah. But what's Liam? I don't know. Right. I think it's. I think it's just the Miley Cyrus thing. That probably. I mean, that's... he's the Chrissy Teigen of Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Thanks for bringing her in. Yeah. Um, Angelina Jolie wants to move out of the country, but Brad won't let her because of the kids. And you know what? I got to give her credit. We've. I think we've talked about this before. Hmm. If you don't like the. If you don't like it here, leave. Good for her. Well, she wants to leave the country to get more kids. <laughs> Exactly. I think that's the thing. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. So the next one, and this was actually interesting. So a high school football coach in New York got suspended, literally suspended, for running up the score against an undefeated rival. All right. So apparently there is apparently <laughs> there is a rule in New York and multiple other states that you can be suspended if you are found to have purposely run up the score. Okay, so hold, hold, can we? Yeah, not because I'm not a football guy. I just want to clarify what's running up the score. You mean scoring a lot of points? Yes. Yeah, so so the policy. So per- they got in trouble. For winning too much. Yes. And it's a full-on policy. So the policy prohibits teams from winning games by more than 42 points. So this poor guy, this poor coach Shaver, had made a whole, like, he has to go give his, uh, the reasoning why he doesn't, he didn't purposely run up the score. And he says, like, listen, if you watch the flow of the game, like, it's just the way it worked out. I understand the rule. And he has to appeal it. And then Holy a, and, cow. A, and literally a jury of high school uh, administrators <laughs> decide imagine whether. imagine those idiots <laughs> I mean, seriously. So what's he supposed to do? Like in the middle of a play, go pull, like, I, you know, call I, a timeout and it bring just, in the it third It just string? goes back to the whole, uh, you know, every, like um, uh, participation trophies and, like, and you it, name it, that, right? I have never I just heard thought that this, that me either, thing. and it, it made national news because I think that's the whole point. Like they're trying to like point out, like, are you kidding me, right? So that's why it got on our list. <laughs> and it was against an undefeated team. It's not like it's yeah, the last the, team the undefeated in the rival, right? right? You didn't win by. There was a, I looked oh into more God. research. There was a team in Hawaii that won one hundred and two to nothing, right? No. Yeah, it's like come on. Anyway, Aloha it's it's a, a game and it's competitive and it's high school varsity sports. Like yeah, the other team sucks. Yeah, Maybe not, they they, they get beat. Yeah, come on. Which also bothers me. I, I wish we were keeping score at the five year olds soccer games, but um, and then the last one on the on the. Um, on the on the pop culture side, so Jimmy G from the 49ers, he got a bunch of heat from the hashtag politically correct hypocrites about calling Jennifer Andrews baby, and then he actually runs into a player right after he, he like give her a quick point. He was definitely flirting with her a little bit, but I mean, and you can tell he has a little bit of a crush on her. But what guy doesn't? I mean, she's smart, she's beautiful, she's tall, and she loves sports. 
like hashtag, hashtag unicorn, right? I mean, it's like, <laughs> like you know. So we, so we called her baby. He said, he said, he said, hey, what a great, like great win, huh, ba- like great win, baby. Like you know, he didn't say, hey, great win, baby. And it literally, I, I got to tell you something. I am sometimes so glad I'm not single in 2019. Yeah, because I like. I would call people baby all day long. Yeah, I, I don't know. By the, accident, yeah, I the, guess. The Twitterverse blew up because uh, he's, wow. he's like, yeah, what a win, baby. Like, yeah, here we go, baby, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just like, come on. That's weird. But, uh, I mean, she's freaking married to some you know NHL hockey player. Like, she's doing fine. But, okay, so let's get, uh, get let's move it over to the, uh, the politics section. I got plenty to talk about here. <sighs> so... If you haven't noticed, Dan, the impeachment hearings are heating up even more, posturing in full effect on both sides. Yeah. I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah. I really cannot. Yeah. Um, We'll see how it plays out. But can I say this about the concept of quid pro quo? (laughs) Like, can you imagine over the course of, I don't know, all eternity, how many times you've heard the word? I would love to see an algorithm on Google talk about the amount of times the word quit pro quo has been said over the course of the last two weeks. <laughs> two weeks, Or yeah. a month, right? Yeah, more than any other time period. It literally, like, by leaps and bounds yeah. difference. Yeah. And can I, can I, and, and I just want to say a few things about the concept of quit pro quo, all right? First of all, when has it not happened, all right? Do you think that we give billions of dollars in foreign aid to these countries without some sort of quid pro quo. So it's like the word just quid pro quo not allowed. Like we give you, we give billions of dollars to countries and, and not get anything, and get anything, in return, anything no. in return. And if you think that, I, I, I encourage you, I've brought this book up before and we're getting onto a book theme for later. Oh, yeah. Read Confessions of an Economic Hitman and you'll shit yourself about how much quid pro quo has been going on in the United States since the beginning of time. Well, yeah. Oh. I mean, it's like, right? We're a com- we're a, I almost said we're a communist country. Yeah, you almost did. We're a capitalist country. Yes, that is that's what that is. Yeah, and if I was and and, and if you were a a normal tax paying uh, person with a brain that is helping pay for all of this aid to the rest of the world, wouldn't you want something in return? Yeah. Okay. So I rest my case on quid pro quo. Hey, Bob, are you? Uh, what are you doing to prepare for the civil war? <laughs> Anything? What are you talking about? I, this is a, when, this, when we impeach like, uh, Donald oh. Trump, there's going to be apparently a civil war. Oh, yeah. And what does that even mean? Like, who's going to shoot who? I don't know, but that that was that was big news too. It's like, very big news. I know. just don't don't you need two armies to have a civil war? So what's and and, and if so and if we're being be the, the military being and the militia against what me? Well, if we're being really accurate, if you were insinuating a civil war between uh, Republicans and Democrats or the civil war between I don't know who it's going to be. Yeah. Because, because was, the militias are usually against – they're worried about the government. Right. But in this case, they're for the government yeah, so, in a way. And if you think about so, it – But if, only half the government. And if you think about it, if it was going to be a civil war between Republicans and Democrats, I'm pretty sure that one side doesn't have any guns. Yeah. That's what <laughs> I'm worried about. It's probably, one side is completely unarmed. It's probably – I'm pretty sure it's going to be lopsided. Right. Um, okay. Uh, moving on. So, by the way, did you see the, the most recent news about Jeffrey Epstein potentially not actually killing himself? That was shocking. Yeah. Can you imagine that? It never crossed my mind once <laughs> Me that maybe he had been murdered. I know. So, did you see that uh, actually earlier tonight, uh, AB, there was a story came out about ABC pulling a story about him and all kinds of shit that they had three years ago because- 
lots of big names had already come up. And mm-hmm. as we're shocked, you know, like Clinton had already been in there. But then uh, Prince Andrew got thrown in there. Huh? Prince Andrew. Yeah. Prince Andrew? Yeah. So the royals came in Wait and, and made him Prince- pull it. Is he married to Princess Margaret? I have no idea, Princess but he's Anne? part of the royal family. Yeah, definitely. Can you imagine the lists? Oh my god! Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I that I don't think. How can you? It's going to be difficult to squash that completely. No, and I hope it isn't squashed. Let's hear it. I, right. Lay it all out here. That yeah. and all the Matt Lauer stuff. What? What a little freaky deaky that guy is. Yeah. Every day it's new. Whole bunch of creepsters. Okay, so then moving on to the biggest and saddest news uh, since the last uh, last show. Uh Uh, you you saw you saw what yesterday about the LeBaron clan, the Mormon clan in Mexico. No, the you didn't see that. No, are you serious? No. Oh my gosh, there are Mormons in Mexico. Yeah, so it's a polygamous offshoot of the Mormon religion, Um, and dude, terrible footage. Like ten plus people. Murdered in SUVs, a bunch of kids. Holy as, cow! Yeah, and speaking of war, so you know, Trump. Was it a big, big extended uh, family? Or? Oh yeah, a, 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 a big polygamous, a polygamous yeah. offshoot of the yeah. Mormon religion. Wow. So there's a, a apparently there's a, all kinds of uh, of these sort of um, colonies in mm-hmm. like northern Mexico, not that far from the border. Okay. Um, and so they're they're technically you know they're United States citizens, but they're living in Mexico for. Yeah, fill in the blanks. Polygamous right? reasons. So, uh, and then, but so now they're they're at first they said they just got caught up in a in a in a war between two cartels, mm. but then if you do a little more research, you realize that this particular family had had been really outspoken against um, government uh, the corruption with the cartels. Oh. Right. Okay. Yeah. So now that's a good idea. Yeah. So then war. You know, talk about war. So then Trump's tweet today was about. He said, uh, you know, hey Mexican government, uh, we're ready to wage war on the cartels. Give me a call and we'll work on it together. So oh, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Exactly. So, but I will say this: if we're gonna if we're gonna have open borders and eventually maybe one day actually just be one big country with Mexico, let's get this shit taken care of now, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, so let, like, I would we, I would love to, to to start freely utilizing the vast resources of Mexico and the most unbelievable natural landscape in the Western Hemisphere and actually be able to, to feel comfortable with owning property in Mexico. So let's let's just let's just that. that oh, really? Let's wage a quick war. So we'll you, you want to turn the wall into a bridge? Brooklyn's bridge for, for potentially. Yeah? Wow. You know, I say I say we do like we do with terrorists. Right with our with our mm-hmm. our, our Navy SEAL hitmen, mm-hmm. right? Our special ops. Let's just go. Like you can't be that difficult right. to take out all of the cartel over the course of a couple years. Yeah, we've got SEAL Team Six, right? I mean, SEAL Team Seven. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, you know, like you, you, the the people that they find in the middle of the mountains in the Middle East. Right. Exactly. Like you know, I don't. I mean, I've seen movies. I, I I've been to Mexico multiple times. Pretty sure. Yeah, I, I'm in. I'm in the restaurant. I'm in the club. Right. I know who the guy is. Yeah, let's send. <laughs> and I don't even, you know, I don't even work for the CIA. Right. You send the Rock or Nicholas Cage or whatever you know? out there. Oh, get anyway. It done. So I just I I love Mexico and I wish I wish it was a little bit safer. But the the car anytime the cartels kill an American, it's like the cardinal rule. Like, dude, you can't do that. Yeah. You can I, kill each other all you want. But you can't kill Americans because then you're going to potentially have to deal with the backlash of yeah. losing the tourists who are going to buy your drugs. So let me ask you that. See, I've never been to Mexico. Are you joking? No. Wow. Because I'm afraid. <laughs> are you they, really? Don't they kidnap you down there? Well, Every once in a while? Every once in a while, yeah. And don't you get, you know, Montezuma's Revenge? 
That, Do they still call that it too? That? Yeah. Well, no, they have uh, bottled water now. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So, what is this, the 80s, Dan? Jesus yeah. Christ. All right, so let's pack our bags for the travel section. <laughs> what is this, the 80s? You so, know, that's true. Bef- before the 90s, no one had bottled water. My, I, 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 I never saw anyone drink I out can't of a take bottle it. until 1989. I can't remember if I brought this up a couple weeks ago, but I've been going off on our, our kids lately because I fill up their, they, now they have to have uh, bottled water, like uh, waddle, uh, water, water, you know, water. Wawa. You know, wawa. No, they have to take, you know, water to school. Yes. In a, you know, uh, in a, in a reusable container. Yes. And I start filling it up with the, with the faucet. Oh. And they're like, no, 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 no. I want the bottled water. And I, and I finally like leaned down, down to their level. <laughs> and I said, okay, let me, let me take, let me just say one thing really quick here. Okay. Five-year-old, right? <laughs> oh do you, and I like very intensely said, do you understand? You see the water that's coming out of that faucet. Do you understand that there are literally hundreds of millions of kids on this planet that can't get water <laughs> right. they like would that love that water okay that is some of the cleanest Okay, water to so, come out of a pipe. Not to mention that bottled water costs almost as much as gasoline, kids. So Ooh. you're going to drink it out of the faucet, and you're going to hopefully remember this moment for the rest of your life, <laughs> where I just was very aggressively telling you that kids don't have <laughs> clean water to drink. Yeah. Okay? Now go to school. Now get out of here. <laughs> Pay attention. Oh Be good. I love you. All right. See you. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, no, no. Don't cry. Don't cry. I, I didn't mean it. <laughs> no, kids have water. Kids have water. Everywhere. <laughs> All right. So I was just doing that again. There's nothing, nothing in the travel <laughs> section, but I am going to have, I promise you some great humble brags about my travel next week. Okay. All right. So finally, <laughs> now we're going to cross over Brooklyn's bridge for the last part of the show. We hope you stick around because then you're going to know. Okay. So Dan, since we've turned the corner recently on what I always wanted Brooklyn's bridge to be, and we have been talking, I feel like a lot of literature you know, decent amount, yes. like a decent amount of literature lately, right? True. Like even earlier in this show, we talked Atlas about literature. Shrugged. Okay. Uh, the, so that 2.0 thing. Yeah. <laughs> so tonight, I want to give my top ten books that changed my life. Oh wow. Okay. And open my eyes to seeing things differently. Okay. Because if you can't see things differently, then we will never, never truly realize Brooklyn's Bridge. That's right? true. Am I right? That's true. Okay, so number one, you hit on it. Atlas Shrugged. We already talked about that. It's about the producers. Is that really on your list? Of course. Oh, beautiful. This is in no particular order of importance. It's gotcha. just my top just ten. At time. any particular moment, they're all my number one. Okay. Gotcha. Atlas Shrugged about producers versus antagonists and people trying to keep you down. Okay. Another Ayn Rand book, Fountainhead, the sexiest, sexier version of her two most famous novels um, about people's unwillingness to accept innovation, okay? Mm. Stranger in a Strange Land, the first of multiple Robert Heinlein books, okay? It's literally about a Martian, it's about a human. It's the future, by the way, Dan, as you can imagine. Okay, It's literally about a a human that they go, uh, there's a first colony that goes to Mars, Mm -hmm. and everybody, all the humans die except one of the sons, or one of the kids, Mm -hmm. and he gets raised by Martians, so then he comes Mm -hmm. back to, you know, the futuristic Earth, and basically teaches Earth, you know, Earthlings, Mm -hmm. how to live like a Martian, Mm -hmm. and think of a Martian as, like, a Buddhist to the nth degree. (laughs) Is that right? Yeah. 
Seriously. Okay. okay? Namaste. Uh, next, another Robert Heinlein book, The Moon is a Harsh Mistress. Uh, one of my, f- the first of two big uh, takes on government in the future. Mm. Okay, literally there's a colony on the moon. You're big on the futuristic dystopia. Right, right, stories, right, right. But it's still, this. even if you're not into that genre, I promise you, we'll get, let me get to the Dude, end, I'm totally, Dan. I'm totally into that genre. Okay. The next one, Time Enough for Love, another Robert Heinlein book. Literally, it's about the oldest man in the universe where he he, you can find like at this time in the future, mm-hmm. he, almost every single person alive is a direct descendant of him because he's that old and, he, and you live forever in, in that oh. futuristic society if you have money. Okay. Okay. And it's that, that book is probably one of my favorite books of all time. Uh, uh, shout out to my close friend who gave me a heads up on it and you know who you are. Okay. Next, This Perfect Day, my father's favorite book, another take on government, very similar to social and very eerie about how it take uh, written in the 50s about uh, social media too oh, wow. and about having really? to take it literally like take treatments to make sure that you're, you're not figuring out that everyone's controlling you. Eerie ooh, about like ooh, Google ooh. and Facebook. If you really? think about it, yep. Interesting. Uh, then the next one, <laughs> moving uh, directions a little bit. Lord of the Rings. Okay, you got to <laughs> oh, throw yeah. in a little fantasy, yeah, because it, you'll you, you your mind and your and your sort of your, uh, you know, just like having an imagination. Sure, right. You yeah, can never for forget sure. that. Next one, the Long Walk. Do you know who Richard Bachman is? Yes. Who is it? Stephen King. Very good. Nice, Thank huh? You. Good job. Okay. Thank you very much. So uh, the my first of two Stephen King novels mm. is The Long Walk, um, and actually it's a movie in the making, nice. okay? Yeah. And this is also futuristic, where, you know, the the, the movie Hunger Games? Sure. Okay? Well, the, in Stephen King's take on this, there, I'll, I'll give you like the back of the book for a second. So uh, in the future, uh, the, all males between the ages of 19 and 22 come together for an event called The Long Walk. The winner will receive fame and fortune beyond their wildest dreams, but there can only be one winner, right? Ooh. So you literally get picked to almost like a running game. Remember with Arnold yeah, Schwarzenegger, yeah. a running man? Yeah. So you get picked and you literally start walking at three miles an hour with these military people riding next to you. Okay. Okay. And if you slow down bet- before, like below three miles per hour, you get a warning. If you get three warnings in an hour, you get shot. Oh, okay. Yeah, great book. Wow. <laughs> okay, next one, East of Eden. Do you know who wrote that? John Steinbeck. Good, good. Great, great book uh, exploring depravity, uh, love, the struggle for acceptance and greatness, and the capacity for self-destruction. Love that book. Love mm-hmm. that book. And then my last one, number 10. Let's get a quick recap. Atlas Shrugged, Fountainhead, Stranger in a Strange Land, The Moon is a Harsh Mistress, Time Enough for Love, This Perfect Day, Lord of the Rings, the trilogy, The Long Walk, East of Eden, and then... <sighs> Actually, as I read through them, this might be my favorite book. The Stand by Stephen King. Okay. Super flu wipes out majority of the population on the planet. Yeah. And, you know, you, you have a feeling if you're a good person, you start congregating just something draws you to boulder colorado Mm -hmm. and if you're if that's the good people that are left on the planet and the bad people are drawn to las vegas and (laughs) it's a battle between good and evil like the quintessential battle between good and evil but the things that i loved about the book is that like you think about all the things we use from a technology standpoint yeah that we take we have no idea it works like yeah right like you don't know how any of that works like i can't get the water to come out of my i have to call a plumber i have to figure it all out right so think about if the world literally came to an end how do we get the the Hoover Dam working again? 
No idea. <laughs> right? So like all these, it's really interesting how you how you look at the world from that standpoint. Yeah, for sure. And I can tell the way you're looking at me that you're thinking that this wasn't a good idea. I think, okay. no, no, no. The way I'm looking at you actually is I think I read the stand. <laughs> really? And I seem to remember it being about five inches thick. Is it a super long book? It is a super long book. Yeah. It's, it's the really longest great. book. That and Atlas Shrugged are the two longest books on this list. Yeah. Okay. So bottom line, pick one of those and see what happens. You cannot go wrong with any of them. All right? Beautiful. And I promise you that reading and finishing one yes. of these books will change your life. Beautiful. All right? So with that, before we get to the final, final ending. All right. So Dan- can you give me one of my favorite rappers of all time for to, for the song to end the show, please? Thank you. Changes. Steve Winwood? <laughs> no. That's actually good. That is the background of it. You're right. Is it? Yeah. No, this is Tupac Shakur, bro. Oh, I've heard him. You gotta love him. I see no changes. Wake up in the morning and I ask myself. It's like work living, should I blast myself? I'm tired of being born, even worse, I'm black. My stomach hurts, so I'm looking for a purse to snatch. Not explicit version. Like it. Good job, He's Dan. very good. Oh, he's, a, he's I, I think beautiful. He's, I think he's going to get big. I think he's so the be reason, <laughs> His hologram. Um, so, so you know what? I, you know what? Another reason besides the fact that he's one of my ba- favorite artists of all time. He was a great bridger. Yes. You know, true. he really was. True. He really was. So. Um, love Tupac. Love Tupac. Okay, so let's keep this positive momentum going with this three-game winning streak. Look out for a huge preview next week with a lot of implications against Utah. Again, I see us winning out. And don't forget to grab someone's phone and subscribe. Because remember, when you promote a positive attitude, something's always brewing. Be good. Love you. All right. See you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.